This is All the Right Marketing, a publishing podcast by Cardinal Rule Press. Now, here's your host, Maria Desmondi. Welcome to All the Right Marketing, where we talk with business owners and industry leaders about marketing their programs and products. Our guests share tips that can help anyone in the book industry, whether you're a librarian, a bookseller, author, or publisher. The truth of the matter here is that the advice coming out of these conversations are for creative marketing across industries. So today we have Angela, Angela Engel, who is an entrepreneur and book publishing expert with over 20 years of experience in this industry. After working for 20 years in publishing with other major publishing companies, including Chronicle Books, 10 Speed Press, Cameron and Company, Dwell Studio, and Moleskin. I could just stop there and like have a conversation <laughs> about that. Um, Angela is on a mission, I love this, to disrupt the publishing industry by giving budding authors more agency and authority in the publishing process. And she's going to tell us about that. As founder of the Collective Book Studio, she provides authors the support they need to get a book out into the world. Welcome, Angela. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Maria, I just, I love the intro. You made me smile. Well, we have fun talking. So this is just a casual conversation, but let's start by sharing with everyone. First of all, we have to share with everybody something. During the quarantine, you worked with your community to fund a project with masks. And tell us a little bit about that, because that was crazy. Uh, yeah, uh, they're actually uh, PP, uh, PPE medical face shields. Uh, the, the emergency face shields you see when you go, honestly, ER and ICU docs use in major hospital systems, as well as clinics um, and nurses, I mean, surgeons, whatever. Those were, it, people were, you know, not only we were talking about N95s being of shortage, but these you needed an N95 and then you needed a medical face shield, right? Yeah. You needed the PPE product. Um, so yes, I, my closest friend since five years old, he is an ER ICU doc at Oakland Kaiser. And um, when the Princess Cruise was landing, I'm out here in Oakland, it was like, oh my goodness, this is really real. And then my, my family's in New York. A lot of my colleagues, as you know, in publishing, like I, the Dwell Studio is based in, um, out in New York. Like I went to New York all the time. And when I was watching what was happening in New York, we actually, I just was like, okay, I got to do something here. Um, and so, yeah, my husband um, and I were both small business owners. And imagine my husband is in the restaurant, in the food and wine business, in COVID, in March, Okay. And I ask my husband, I go, honey, and I'm in publishing. <laughs> okay. We're like in two totally like, okay, these are not, we're not in high tech. And uh, I say, honey, I need us to wire out of our business account $6,000 to DuPont in Wisconsin and buy, uh, buy PPE, buy Mylar to make medical face shields. And he was like, what? I mean, he's like not even coming home. He's like, figuring out the PPP loans and like all his restaurants. And like, yeah. he's like, what? And I was like, it's for Uncle Todd. We gotta save Uncle Todd. And he was like, all right. And I had networked cause I'm in a, I'm in a really great, like I'm in small business, right? Yeah. Women in small business, we network with a wonderful friend who's a fabricator here in Oakland. <gasps> um, and she was out of, she was like, I don't wanna, I don't, I, and women, right? Where it was like Rosie the Riveter. Cause she was like, I don't wanna put my sewer out of work. Angela, oh I don't wanna gosh. put her out of work. This is an awesome and story. There are, 
they're like a pull. I know we're not even talking about book publishing, but it is an awesome story. I, and I wish I, how do we weave this in of how my marketing strength, I can talk about that. So well, she said, this is amazing. Go ahead. So what did she say? She said, okay, how, we're going to need to raise like over, well, at first we were like, okay, we'll make a few and we'll raise like $6,000 and save like the, my friends and my doctor friends and whatever. And then she, we, we realized how everything is crazy. And she's like, Angela, we need $6,000. And I think if we do that, we can make about 10,000 face shields. And so what I am, uh, right, I'm in sales, marketing, and business development. So I ran a budget and I was like, we'll launch a GoFundMe campaign. And she's like, I just had to take this leap of faith in my heart. I had to believe that that $6,000 would come back to me and more. Mm -hmm. And it did. We raised actually over $36,000 and we were able to pay the makers for their labor. I reached out to San Francisco Labor Union and they gave us $5,000 in back pay so that we could maybe make sure that these people were making, were not having to go completely on full unemployment. Uh, so I love, I love this. You even asked this about my bio and I, and I, I you know, I'm starting another project right now. Um, it's launching in July. Um, a little cute gift book that we're hoping that um, people like you, people like in the marketing, people in the publishing industry are going to like wrap their arms around because we're not going to hire this huge fancy PR campaign, right? I agency for it. We're going to have to grill a market because we want to give 50% of the net back to UCSF Oakland Children's Hospital. Um, and we ran an iFund Women campaign to, because it's expensive, as we know, to produce books, right? We have to hire designers. We have to hire technical production people. We have to do proofing. We have to, you know, to make its product making. Okay, so this so is- I have, I have another project too. Well, this is a <laughs> I, I don't think this is the end. No, this is a beautiful but, introduction because it, what you did, number one, Oh, that is so cute. So for those of you listening, she just showed me the book. I, am I allowed to say the name or no? Oh, yes. Okay. It's Eat Cake for Breakfast and 99 Other Small Acts of Happiness. And it's written and illustrated by Bielo Sutanto. Um, and it's an incredible, inspired because of her daughter's rare, um, she had this rare condition and she was being treated at uh, UCSF and, and um, she wanted to, she, we, we want to do a give back. And her and I were on a walk at the beginning of this pandemic uh, while I was doing the face shields. This is the story. And she was like, you know, Angela, you, I'm an entrepreneur. I have amazing, she has amazing bag company, but she's like, I don't understand books. I don't market. I don't sell. I don't have the distribution and you, you do. And I said, well, let's do it. I just funded a GoFund, you know, let's, let, we did a GoFundMe if you raise the money with iFund Women, we can produce this book. And then we could, if we get the production and everything covered, we easily can give back 50% of the proceeds back to UCSF. Okay. This is awesome. And you know, I eat tacos for breakfast. It's my favorite breakfast. So I, I know already, like that would be a great gift for my team members for Chris, like holidays. Yes. Yes. Okay. And okay. it even says on the back of the book, a portion of the proceeds from book sales will be donated to the UCSF Benioff Children's Hospital Foundation. That's awesome. And we'll put a link to that in the show notes. Um, is it on the on, on your website already? Yeah, and I'm gonna have like a really fun video that we're creating and all of this stuff. So that's we can talk about marketing 
like whether that, you know, what we're going to be doing, at, which we should talk about here in this dialogue is the importance when you're doing visual work, right? Whether that be a children's book or something cute and little, like this gift book that really I could see a young, a young person who's 11 or 12 wanting to pick this up. Her daughter is around, I think, I believe in fifth or sixth grade, okay. um, sixth grade, I'm, I think it's, so I have to pause um, real quick because something that, so the first story you told us about the shields and then this story about eat cake for breakfast, <laughs> both of yeah. them, number one, have passion and purpose behind it. So it wasn't like, okay, I'm going to help somebody produce a book about how to train a dog, but you have a personal connection to the first story and then a passion. Like you saw this woman's heart, you saw what she was going through, you saw what she wanted to do. So there's passion in the project and then all this networking. So how do you use passion and networking in your company, the collective book studio? Oh, this is a great question that I actually have never been asked for before. So this is a first. Um, and I love it. Um, you know, I do think there is something to be said about the power of a network. Um, the way that we build community and authentic relationships is actually often with existing relationships, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so, so when I think about my company and the staff and the caliber of staff that I have, it's because of the strong relationships I've made throughout my career. Um, Dean Burrell is our, our director of managing ed. I met him at Chronicle Books over 15 plus years ago, right? Elizabeth Saki, who's our amazing at our submissions and like figures out really, Angela, where we're going to put this on our list and uh, as director of operations, um, her and I met each other at Chronicle Books, right? We were both colleagues. She was doing sub rights and selling to borders at the time. Um, these are the strong relationships that I have built in my career. So when I founded the Collective Book Studio, I was able to already talk to some of my own network. It wasn't like, okay, all, all of a sudden I'm like launching a, you know, a website and here I am. It was really, um, actually, I founded the company based on talking to people, based on my idea and saying to people, do we think this will work? Like, because I, I just said this in a PW article, as you mentioned before we started talking in April, um, I wrote about the fact that only a disruptor, an insider like me and my team can really disrupt an industry. And I actually believe that because look, self-publishing is here to stay. We gotta like I tell, I've been in traditional for over 20 years and I got to tell my, my lovely people out there, we, we're, we're good. We know what we do. We're, we are editors, we're designers, we're typographers, we're illustrators. We're good at what we do. Librarians, booksellers, but self-publishing, like it's a, it's a symphony out there. It's a, it's a madhouse. And unless we really talk about how we're going to really kind of think about what, how we're going to create, how we're going to get, offer people sort of a different access into publishing. Mm. I worry, honestly, the art of the book is, is, is kind of getting a little destroyed. So I personally am on this mission, right? I'm on this mission to say there's an art form to the book. Mm -hmm. And if I can collect editors, typographers, designers, thinkers, within our traditional space and offer an idea outside to people, entrepreneurs, restaurants, um, brands, um, just creative 
human beings, right? Other illustrators who want to be more active in their creative process, who want to have a higher percent of the royalties, who want to invest in their work, who don't feel they would like uh, to, to be acquired for life or 70 plus years. Um, that's what I'm offering at the yeah. collective book studio. But you're offering it with, and I'm, I'm trying to think of the word, it's not credibility, but you're, you're keeping the, um, what's the word? You're keeping the credibility of the book or you're keeping- Oh yeah, oh yeah. And we're also very selective. So, so we're still a traditional house in a lot of ways. Like we still have a submissions process. We still are very true to what our brand is, which is lifestyle, children's gift, food and wine, um, self-help, uh, career development. Um, I'm not into novels or YA or memoir or really hardcore kind of educational business. That is not what we do. We're trade. And um, we get those submissions and we're just kind, but it's not us. And I think that we truly are a team of people that are just offering um, access because we also are able to publish a book within 15 to 18 months. And it, that's just a different, that's just a different, um, that's just a different mindset, right? Um, look, Viola, some people will come to us and pay us a great video, but Viola is a great example of, she ran an I Fund Women campaign and used that in order to fuel this whole concept, this whole idea, and, and working with our editors, working with our designers to create something that we feel is um, sustainable within them and can compete with any of the big five or any of the really great um, books out there from some of my favorite independent publishing, larger independents like Abrams, Workman, or Chronicle. It sounds like you work a lot with partnerships and collaborations then too, when you're doing your marketing and you're doing your book releases and oh, you're yeah. trying to get books out into the world. Like you said, I'm hoping that creatives will wrap their arms around this book and take this book and get it out into the world. So you're really working with partnerships. And I think oftentimes people in the book industry, we're looking at advertising, we're looking at the next trade show, we're looking at the next conference. But what about looking at people out in the community, different like hospitals and different gift shops that are not gift shops, but different, like I'm looking at organizations like a hospital or, um, you know, like yeah. a nonprofit or something like that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, you can, I think I'm always thinking outside of the box that way, whether it be hotels and the hospitality industry, we're actually developing a whole awesome series for, um, a travel ambassador and uh, she called me right when COVID hit and she got my name and she's smart. I mean, her name is Jordan Rhodes and she's a founder of Glimpse Guides. And she was like, we're gonna wanna open up. So I'm gonna spend this year instead of like curling up in my hole, right? Cause her business, imagine the travel industry. Yeah. She spent this year developing these beautiful, beautiful guides right? Oh, when we're starting cool. and, and, and they're full color and they're, you know, they're gorgeous. And I think about this forethought she had, right? Because I, I, she called me and go, she goes like, I'm not worried about the trade because the tra a trade publisher in the time of March, they are not going to put on a list of travel books. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. Okay. No way. So she's like, I don't, I don't need the trade. 
I'm going to do this on my own. And so it's not going, it's not on the train. It's not being through, but she's so smart. She's got a, she's got a built in network, right. Of hotels and hospitality. And they're going to be begging for this because yeah. nothing else is out there and the media. And, and by the time we get it, which is fall 2021, we are going to be literally the first on the market, right? This is marketing. The first on the market with a brand new, gorgeous, almost 200 page, beautiful journal that's like got Pantone color of these beautiful purples and, and foil stamping. And I have to tell you, bravo to Jordan. Oh my god. Bravo to Dean Burrell and my entire team for working on it. And you know what? People, the community, we are all gonna be at the airports, hopefully come all right. all 2021. And we're gonna be like, take me away. Totally, totally. I'm gonna go look in my uh, I'm gonna give you the titles in the show notes. <laughs> I love it. We may, we may was like the places to go. Yeah, that's we've awesome. Two, we're working on two more, so we'll have four total, and then we're also doing a journal too for people. So, so if people, cool. you know, so if you don't, yeah, we're also creating a travel journal for her. So like, instead you don't have to go to a specific generate, you know, place, but what you just said, right. You might pick up her travel journal with, with a pocket and a place to save all your seats. Cause you're, you know, you're just dying to go. I don't know, even to South Carolina and sit, sit on the beach. Exactly. <laughs> So listeners, I know you're going to want to follow up with this one. Um, so we're going to have a lot in the show notes. And Angela, I want to know how can people, um, you know, find out more? Where can they go? Where on social media should we be looking? I will say that um, I'm going to put the newsletter sign up in the show notes because you were talking about your newsletter um, goes out twice a month and it sounds like it's chock full of information and um, you know, what ha is happening with your studio. So tell us a little bit more on where we can find, um, you know, where on social media are you? So we're just at the Collective Book Studio, at the Collective Book Studio. And then we're also at the collectivebook.studio. I don't have a Twitter account yet. I know we need one. Um, and um, LinkedIn, I'm, I'm very active, actually, um, mostly, I mean, my, my company, but also as Angela Engel, I am definitely active as an entrepreneur. I do think, like, whoever's listening, if you have a company, it's really good to put yourself out there, especially right now, um, and, and kind of talk about, like, you'll see, I am also really active on my blog, on my journal, and I write a lot about all the things I really care about. There's something, um, my first blog post I still love, which is over two years ago, which is um, you need people, not an interface. Ooh. And um, and I would recommend that if people can listen to the very first blog post I wrote, I wrote the importance of bookstores. I wrote the importance of browsing. I, 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 I do have to stay optimistic and kind of think about that this online environment we're, we've been living in, there's something to be said when we make personal connections. And that's how my company has grown tremendously. And that kind of authentic relationships that we create and that networking, I actually think can happen in book sales. Yeah. And, and that's how um, you and I met. We met through um, Suhani, who yes. is also yeah. a um, publisher. And she said, I think you need to meet Maria. And we connected. And I'm so thankful that we did. Am I allowed to ask you, I know we want to keep these really short, but um, about 
we didn't really go dive into children's or picture books. And I know that you're so seasoned and I'd like love to, you know, talk a tiny, tiny bit in your um, experience or our experience and, and just like picture book marketing specifically in, in the book blogger world or what you've been, what, what we can kind of contribute there. Cause I know you're such a wealth of knowledge there, Maria. Yeah. So as far as what we do for children's book marketing, you have to remember um, who your audience is. And although our, our audience truly is children, hopefully children ages, you know, four to 10, which is our target market, they're not online purchasing their own books. Um, so you have to then pivot and say, okay, we're really actually marketing to parents, caregivers, educators, right? So those are the people who are buying the books for our audience. So that's what we do. Um, we spend a lot of time working with educational influencers. So teachers who are on Instagram, that's our one kind of space that we're, we're spend our time on and who not just have these large followings, but who have an engaged following. So they put content out there and their community asks questions and that educator gets back with them. So we know that their community know, likes and trusts that educational influencer. So if that influencer says, I've got this new book, I wanna introduce you to it. Their audience is like, we know, like, and trust you. You give us a lot of great content, we're gonna buy that book. And so those are the people that we develop relationships with. And how do we develop those relationships? We're active on social media, communicating with them. So if, you know, if they share a lesson plan that's about empathy, we're commenting, hey, we have a book about empathy. Do you think that would work with this? Or if they have a lesson plan on kindness and we don't quite understand where to find it, we'll ask them that. So just kind of developing relationships online before we actually pitch them and say, will you partner with us in our release? So that's a big part of our marketing. Oh, that is so cool. And I, it, what you make me really realize is that's also your background. So you're networking naturally because you, you were a teacher, correct? I was, yeah, good memory. Yeah, so I was in the classroom for 12 years. So, um, and I know that as a parent too, if a teacher recommends something and you value that teacher, most likely you're going to take that teacher's recommendation, so. Correct. I just, you know, we talked, started off at the power of the network. And so if you think about your natural, your, your natural niche where you're publishing into and where you've found the most success is actually a place where you naturally can network because of your own experience. Mm -hmm. And I think about that when people say to me, what I'm really good at, you know, we have a book in Target. We're a brand new company right now. Um, and we have a, a, a title, Parenting with Sanity Joy on a Mother's Day and kept in store. Oh, that's and people's awesome. like, oh, how did you do that? And I'm like, because that is what I know how to do, right? That's my network. I, I like breathe and live target. I've been selling to them for so long. So I just, you tap into your, how you, how you publish, how you do. That's my biggest advice. When you market, when you're published, I always say to people, when you can create and develop, you have to develop a brand, right? Every single small independent publishing, or if you, we were a yoga mat company, yeah. develop your brand, your look. And then people will start to know and trust and believe that you're really able to understand the end consumer because that's stick the successful brands do. Yeah, stick to it too. We've had people come to yes. us grandiose ideas like we want to start a series with this. And I've had people who've come to me and they've written for Disney and they pitched us. And 
another person who um, has a very popular book out into the world pitched our company and was like, I have this idea. But I'm like, no, we only publish realistic fiction and we're not deviating from that. Like our books have real kids who are representative of the world today. And we're not going to, you know, see the glimmering light over here and be like, oh, we're taking a detour. So we do also stick to what we're passionate about and our mission. So I think that's important too. I yeah, no, this is, yeah, I do too. I think this is really key in people who are listening, Maria, because I think that that's what's made you successful in a really hard market, like children's publishing, independent children's publishing. Look, I publish in children's and most of my children's lists, unlike the adult, you know, I'm taking more of a traditional risk. So I get it. And it is like, we have a book on our list that we where it's more traditional. It's called Little Loon, where, you know, what does traditional mean? It might not be these huge advances because we can't do all of that, but you're still taking a lot of risk in art directing and production and all of that. And I, bravo, it has to staying in our lane, right? Because you have, we have to network and have to understand what we publish so that it, the book is actually successful because production of children's and picture books is so expensive to do that you don't want to, you can't afford to sit on no. a lot of inventory. No, you can't. You can't. <laughs> you cannot. All right. So ladies and gentlemen, you know where to find Angela. This has been amazing. Thank you so much for your time and come back next Tuesday because we are releasing episodes every Tuesday. Thanks everyone. Cardinal Rule Press offers a variety of support to authors, booksellers, librarians, and families. Find out more at cardinalrulepress.com.